Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Welcome back to this week's episode of the Christian Weekly. I am your host, Patrick Dorrance. And today, I'm going to be talking about hell. I know, weird topic considering the past ones, how most of them have been, you know, about, you know, you know, loving your neighbor and being thankful and stuff. And I talked about sin last week. So now I'm talking about the other half, which really is, you know, hell. Because sin and hell go hand in hand. So, you're probably wondering, you know, well, Patrick, why did you choose this topic? Well, two reasons. Um, first reason was I had a discussion with some elders from the Mormon church. And, you know, I'm all about learning about different, you know, beliefs and faiths and everything. So I'm like, okay, well, I'll see what they have to say. They want to talk to me about the plan of salvation, according to what their church says. Um, I'm not going to go in depth about that, but essentially, uh, near the end, we got towards, you know, what happens after we die. And so they asked me, you know, what do you believe? And I believe, well, you either go to heaven or hell, which that's what the Bible says, you know. You accept God, you accept Christ and his gospel into your hearts and do what is right and follow him, you'll go to heaven. If you denounce Christ to do what's wrong and you don't repent for your sins, you're going to hell. There's no in between. There's no purgatory. It's heaven or hell. Option one or option two. That's how it is. That's how it's always been. Um, the Mormon church um, does not essentially believe in hell the way most Christian churches see it. Um, or the Catholic Church, basically all Protestant churches, even the Jehovah's Witness, believe that hell is a place of fire and burning and, you know, torture, suffering. Excuse me, that's, um, and you know, hell was not initially created, it was not ever created for humans. It was never meant for us, it was meant for Satan and his fallen angels to be that that was made for them you know man it was not created for us but when the fall of man happened when adam and eve fell and sin entered the world then well guess what people are going to go to hell since then since due to that so in the mormon church they believe that there are essentially essentially three levels to heaven the telestial terrestrial and celestial kingdoms um, celestial is essentially, you know, hell for them. It's they believe that fire and flames and lava and unquenchable burning is all purely symbolic, and that the true suffering is being away from God. So, very, very contrary to traditional Christianity. And then there, then in their church, you have the teles- the terrestrial, which. You go for the honorable people, essentially. You know, they believed in Jesus. It was right, but they didn't take it all the way. And then you have the celestial, which is the highest state where you are back with God. And, yeah, you can basically be just like him. Um, I didn't outright say it to them, saying, like, yeah, you guys are wrong. Because I was polite and I just listened to them. Didn't further debate it. Um, they say that the three are represented by the sun being the highest, then the moon, and then the stars. So stars for celestial, moon for terrestrial, sun for celestial. And that's found in the 
believe that's found in Revelation. I don't remember what chapter though. Um, so that's well, that's one of the reasons why I decided to do this topic for today's podcast. The other um, one was a debate I had with my brother, and he said, "Well, hell's actually based on what your sin was, what you did. So if you did something minor." that I got you sent to hell, you'd only have a minor punishment. If you did something super bad, like you, you know, murder, murdered somebody, or multiple people, then you'd have an even worse punishment. Um, and, um, I'm not trying to bash my brother or anything, but he said that, uh, you know, he believes in Jesus, but, um, he didn't completely believe the Bible, which you can't believe, you cannot have faith in Jesus Christ unless you believe the Bible. And the Bible is, you know, like I said in one of the very first podcasts, it's an instruction manual and a love letter. And in this case, I'm referring to it as an instruction manual on how to avoid hell. So I'm going to talk to you today about, you know, what hell is, how do you avoid hell? And yeah, so I've, I guess I've already explained what hell is. It's where you go when you die, if you have rejected Jesus and Basically, you burn for eternity. Like I said, the history of hell, it was created by God for Satan and the fallen angels. It was never meant for us. The only reason it is possible for us to go to hell is because of Adam and Eve eating fruit. So, that is how man was able to enter hell if, you know, did bad stuff. And when people say like, oh, well, you know, hell is not this, it's not fire and burning, or, you know, it's only based off of your punishment. Well, no. Mm -mm, No, the fire is quite literal. And, you know, sin is sin. Doesn't matter if it was, you know, a mortal sin, like I said last video, like I said last uh, video, or or venial sin. Venial, I mean, excuse me. So it doesn't matter if you did a minor breach in the law, or if you, you know, like I said, killed 50 people or something like that, something real bad, you're still going to hell. It does not matter what you did. You know, God is fair, but, you know, that's how he made hell. That's that's how it is. And so there are a lot of verses in the Bible that um, talk about hell. I'm going to be focusing mostly New Testament. Um, and there's just, there's just a lot here to talk about. Um, so I'm, I just want to read a couple of verses and just kind of talk about them. So I've got a whole list of them here that I want to talk about, but I can't talk about all of them. I only got half an hour, actually more like 25 minutes now. I've only, I've gone five minutes already. So. Let's see, what's a good one to uh, talk about? Here we go. Matthew chapter 18, verse 9. And if thine eye offend thee, pluck it out and cast it from thee. It is better for thee to enter into life with one eye rather than having two eyes to, to be cast into hellfire. So, not actually ta- don't, he's not actually saying, you know, pull your eye out. He, he's not saying that. Don't. Don't rip your eye out. Okay? Basically saying, you know, get rid of hindrances. You know, the the body is a temple. So if we're deliberately doing stuff to destroy that temple, 
like pluck, literally plucking your eye out, that's not good. Don't do that. But he is saying here, it is better for thee to enter into life with one eye rather than having two eyes, rather than having two eyes to be cast into hellfire. So he's talking about hell fire. And, you know, almost every verse that talks about hell has something to do with fire. Uh, here we go. Uh, Mark chapter 9, verse 43. And if thy hand offend thee, cut it off. Again, no, don't actually cut your hand off. It is better for thee to enter into life maimed than having two hands to go into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched. There is, again, that fire that will never be quenched. And, you know, here, here again, um, well, here, Mark 9.47 is, says the same thing about the eye. Um, Mark 9.45. If thy foot offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter, halt into life, than having two feet to be cast into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched. Yeah, a lot, if you're saying fire is just symbolic, if it were symbolic, Jesus would not use it so much. So, you know, it's already used so much there. Um, let's see, Revelation. I know Revelation, uh, the Apostle John saw, you know, a whole lot. You know, that's why it's called Revelation. He saw what would happen in the future. He saw everything. Um, here is uh, Revelation chapter 20, verse 13. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged, and excuse me, and they were judged every man according to their works. So, they're judging according to, you know, what happened. What do they do? So I guess, um, I guess in a way it is, you know, they're judging you according to, according to, you know, what you did. But, you know, still, you're still going to be sent there. You know, it's, you're still going to be in the unquenchable fire. So that part doesn't change. So, you know, I'm, I guess I must have been a little bit wrong there. Um, here we go. Revelation 20, 14. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. Okay, so there is saying, you know, second death, both cast into like a fire. So, reading that, you know, what what do we get from there? And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. So you go to hell. That's you know death number one. Okay, you you know you either die, you die, and you go to heaven. That's you know only one death, and you have eternal life. Now you go to hell. You know, if it's getting cast into a lake of fire, that's another death. You know, you're going to have more things coming your way. I see, this is where it talks about, you know, hell and heaven. There's never any talk about, you know, purgatory. The Catholic Church talks about purgatory. You know, that's never, ever mentioned. So, I uh, don't believe in purgatory. But, yeah, I mean, if you just think about it, you know, hell exists. And the fire is not symbolic, it's literal. And you know, John, the Apostle John, in Revelation, is talking about he saw all that. He saw it, and he described it as fire, lava. Okay? And Jesus said, 
you know, the unquenchable fire and hellfire. Okay, I don't think Jesus was being symbolic there. I don't think John was being symbolic there. I think they were both being being very literal. Now, obviously, there's a lot of symbolism in the Bible. I don't think any talk of hell is symbolism. I, I take that as literal. I mean, you, you know, you're going to be on earth, you completely reject God and do all this bad stuff. Okay, he's not just going to let you off with like, okay, yeah, you're just going to be separated. Okay, because I mean, let's let's face it. You reject God, you know. What? Okay, you're not going to care if you're separated from him. You didn't believe in him to begin with. So, if you're an atheist or whatever, and you just like, oh no, God doesn't exist. You know, that's not going to really be punishment because you never believed in him to begin with. What good is punishing you by separating you? So, you know, it's like, oh, you didn't believe in me? Okay, well, separating you from me isn't really going to do much. We're going to throw you into fire instead. That Now that sounds uh, like reasonable punishment for not believing in the creator of the entire universe. That seems pretty fair to me. If you do a whole bunch of bad stuff on top of that, then you really deserve it. So, what can we do to escape hell? What do we do? As Christians, what do we do? Well, easy. Believe in God. Accept him. Accept Jesus Christ and his gospel. Do what's right. Faith without work is dead. And I know I've said that a couple times. And here, in John 3.16, I always go to this one. John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Okay? And like, right here. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That basically sums it up right there. You know, God loved us all so much. He sent his only son to be crucified, put to death, so that we should have everlasting life through him. Jesus is the way and the truth and life. Nothing enters unto the Father except through him. You know, put your faith in Jesus. Accept him, accept his gospel, do what is right. Okay? You know, every, so many other world religions nowadays, mostly the Middle Eastern religions, um, I think, you know, Buddhism, Hinduism, Islam, there's other ones saying, you know, you know, you know, discover the truth, find the truth, or their main uh, figureheads. We'll say, I am not the truth. I am not the way. You know, as far as I know, Christianity is the only one where its main figure says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. You know, Judaism had the first half right. And then Jesus came along, finished it up. So Judaism was correct for, you know, first couple thousand years. Well, now Christianity is correct. Did the train you did that they did that transition there, but you know, not everybody except Jesus, you know. Um you know, it's interesting because it's almost like every other religion in the world is like very similar. Like you take um Islam, Christianity, and Judaism, 
the three monotheistic Abrahamic religions. You know, all very similar. Uh, something I always say, um, there's one spot where those three are correct. All three believe that Moses was a cool dude. You know, Jesus is mentioned in the Quran. However, Islam is not correct. Uh, Islam actually came out way, came along way after Christianity. And you know what? I'm actually really interested now. <laughs> Just to see, I've, I've gone from talking about hell to Islam. Um, when, I'm going to do a quick Google search. When was Islam founded? 7th century. 7th century. Let's see. When was Christianity? First century. So, Islam was created six centuries afterwards. So, and man, I I completely went off topic. I'm sorry, that went way over. I, I was not meaning to talk about Islam for that long, but I know you take so many religions; they all have. A belief of hell of some sort, you know, if you're Christian, you should believe in hell. You know, it's, and it's really sad as to how many people, you know, don't care. I put, I saw a video on TikTok and I shared it to Facebook with, you know, a paragraph of what I thought and everything. And I guess that was also kind of a, uh, a push for me to talk about hell today. Um, was there was this man, you know, he was out with a sign, you know, you know, talking about, you know, you know, you know, you need. We need to repent. We need to accept the gospel of Jesus Christ. And um, I, I were not a whole lot of people on his side. Actually, almost I'm pretty sure almost everybody there was like against him. And some lady went up to him, was trying to get up in his face, and he said, "Hey, give me space." She's like, "I'm giving you space." And he's like, "Okay, will you have a question?" And all she says was, "You're an effing a hole." You know, just cussing him out and everything. You know, it's uh, and someone was saying, you know. You know, love your neighbor. Don't just preach verses that you like. And he's like, I don't love you guys. I love you guys. I'm out here trying to save you. And, you know, that just made me think, you know, how many people, you know, show hate on Christians and Christianity, you know? Yeah, you know, love thy neighbor, you know. One of the greatest forms of loving your neighbor is going out and preaching the gospel to them. Because you don't want to see them cast into hell for eternity. You know, I have a lot of friends. Sadly, not all of them have accepted Jesus. And, you know, it makes me really sad because a lot of them are great people, and I don't want to see them, you know, doomed to hell for eternity. You know, it's not what we should want. And what saddens me is, um, besides the people who just, you know, people who have left the faith or completely push it off, you know, the pagan cults. Like a Satanism and Luciferianism. Satanism and Luciferianism differ. Luciferianism is like the actual worship of Lucifer. Thinking of him more as a redeemer or, you know, someone who is fighting for the truth. Uh, Satanism, I think, is just uh, the worshiping the belief or the idea of Satan. I don't really know, but... No, it's sad because, you know, people actually follow two of those those two religions and it's... It's sad and it's heartbreaking. It was like, okay, you know all about all the stuff Lucifer does, all the 
bad things that happens. If you believe in Lucifer, you know, Satan, you practice those religions, and you believe in hell, and you better realize where you're going to be going, because the Bible, you know, I've already read enough. You, you guys know. Um, see, I've gone into 20 minutes. I'm going to end here. I'm sorry, I kind of went off on a little bit of a tangent. <laughs> Way uh, off topic there for a second, but, you know, I... Pray that if, if you're listening to this tonight and you have not accepted Christ into your heart, do so. You know, I've never heard of anybody accepting Christ and then regretting it. You know, almost everybody, well, not almost everyone who has accepted Jesus Christ into their life has benefited from it greatly. I know I have. The guys in my Bible study I know have friends who have accepted him. I know they've benefited greatly. Just pray, you know, you guys are doing well. If you have not accepted Jesus into your heart, do so tonight. Um, I hope some of this podcast has helped. Read your Bible, you know, pray. Okay, prayer is directly talking to God. And, you know, when you're reading your Bible, even if you read, you know, one or two verses, you're still feeding your faith. You know, rather it would be it's better to give, feed your faith a tiny bit than not at all. You should be feeding it a lot more. We all should, but little is better than nothing at all. So I hope you guys have a great night. Um, I have a, I'm having a, juggling a couple ideas for next week's podcast. Um, not sure what it's going to be yet, but I will let you know. Hopefully sooner than the night before. <laughs> but I'll let you guys know. I hope you guys enjoy the podcast. I hope you all have a great night. Be safe, pray, and accept Jesus. God bless.